We're excited to be here for another episode of the Midnight Founders Podcast here with Brianna Hale from hey, UU. Brianna. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for she, inviting me. She is the new director of the Entrepreneurship Institute mm-hmm. at UVU. That's right. They couldn't have picked a better person. Thank you. Honestly. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Thank you. So I met you uh, probably shortly after. I can't remember mm-hmm. how long you've been there, but when I started my role here at uh, Central Bank, before we even knew what it was called, the right. CB Vault. CB Vault, yeah. yeah. Which I love. Yeah, that's, that's cool, great. Huh? Well, she she also played a part I in naming it. I voted for that it. one, yeah. yeah. Oh, you did? She did, yeah. Thanks for voting and being yeah. part of that process. <laughs> yeah, so, but you were you were fairly new at UVU when... Right, yeah. So can you tell us maybe how long you've been at UVU in your current role, but also why entrepreneurship? What got you started? Yeah, so I moved out to Utah when I took the job here in August of last year, 2021. So I'm and that was from California? From California, okay. yeah. I was in a similar role at uh, UC Irvine. Oh, cool. So running one of their entrepreneurship institute type centers. And um, I found this opportunity and just was really attracted by all the growth that's happening out here, all the opportunity, Silicon Slopes just up the hill. And I know UVU um, really had a strong emphasis and a strong interest in growing their entrepreneurial um, kind of mindset among students yeah. in general. They really wanted to make an investment into supporting entrepreneurial students, entrepreneurial education. And I was really attracted by that opportunity to create things. And so I packed up my family and moved us out here. And <laughs> into the wild of Utah. Yep, yep. And I, I've been in, involved in the entrepreneurial world since about 2012, 2013, when I dabbled in my own kind of tech Art, tech meets the arts startup. Um, got really involved in the entrepreneurial community there. Started learning about all the wonderful resources that exist to support business owners and entrepreneurs. And um, partnered with my university and partnered with angel groups. Uh, One Million Cups was an organization that I brought out to Irvine and and just really fell in love with how supportive the culture of entrepreneurs can be. And uh, I haven't been disappointed out here. I th- actually, I think it's maybe even more supportive out here in Utah than it was in Southern California, which is really cool to see. Yeah, Utah's a tight community for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I think I heard a story in there somewhere about art meets tech. We got to know more about that, <laughs> Brianna. So the problem that we we're trying to solve is that it was it's challenging for students graduating from an arts program to find work unless they already know someone or they're really connected. So when they move to New York City or they move to L.A., um, it's really network-based and it's really who you know. And then on the other side, directors have a really hard time finding fresh faces or finding fresh talent, um, not just on stage, but also behind the scenes for people designing wardrobe and people um, doing construction of set, set design and development. So this was a way to kind of create like a LinkedIn kind of for the life performing arts. It didn't work. <laughs> but, oh, no. But that's, you know. But sometimes that's your best that experience anyway. You learn yeah. more from that anyway, right? Yeah. And since then, I've done all kinds of other things. I've done um, a TSA compliant travel kit for female airline travelers to feel and look your freshest when you're traveling because we all know we feel crummy when we go from point A to point B in the sky. Um, and I didn't think that that needed to be the case. So that was a fun experience of sourcing all the beauty products and working with beauty labs and finding all the the clear bags that would be TSA compliant, um, building an e-commerce platform around that. And then I also did um, a a pet accessory social enterprise that gave back to local animal shelters. It sounds like she's a serial entrepreneur. I've done all kinds of things. What haven't you done, Brianna? That's great. Yeah. 
That's cool. And I guess it's for more of those that, uh, unlike me, that that, uh, that don't wear sweats and just the, the grunge <laughs> stuff when they're traveling, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't make sense that you shouldn't feel and look good when you're traveling, but you should do it comfortably, right? There's so many things when you're in the sky that impact your ability to, you know, with you've got jet lag, you're, you've got sun exposure, you've got the recirculated air. And so I was trying to come up with a kit that would address all those issues. Sounds like she's, uh, I, I think when we talked yesterday, you were saying <clears throat> that somebody was like, why doesn't this exist already? Yeah. And you were like, well, let's just do it. Yeah. I love so, that. Right. That entrepreneurial spirit totally. of like, hey, it doesn't exist today, but let's make it happen. Solve the yeah. problem. Yeah, I have, I, I actually that. have a sign in my office that says, create the things you wish existed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. She's you doing look it. at that every day. I'm right. Sure. I know. Sometimes we need that little kick in the pants to get it done. Just do it. I agree with that. So has that been, was that like part of your upbringing? Did you grow up in an entrepreneurial family or like, did you, is this just you on your own and you've kind of grown into it? I don't know. It? I think I've always been really creative. My mom um, owned her own travel agency and then she put herself through school and got a master's degree to become a psychotherapist and started her own marriage and family counseling practice. So she's definitely a huge inspiration to me, but I never really thought, oh, entrepreneurship, this is it. It just kind of fell into my lap. And I, in fact, I wanted to be a marketer. I wanted to be someone, you know, in a boardroom making decisions, working corporate and entrepreneurship. The bug just kind of bit me. But I found balance because stability is really important, too, to me. I have two young children and a mortgage. And so working for an educational institution is a great way to be able to still be in that world without all the risk. Now I get to support people who are taking those risks and I still get a stable paycheck. It's a good balance. For now. I for like now. that. That's yeah. a great balance. Cool. That's kind of like my role. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I get to kind of create new programs, but you're creating new programs right. all the time. I mean, you came to my office yesterday yeah. with a new idea of something that you wanted to do right. at the school. Yeah. We're entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. We get to innovate and create programs and have fun, but we also have that safety net and that security yeah. of still being employed tomorrow. Yeah. Which probably allows you even sometimes more flexibility and freedom yeah. because there's not that concern, okay, if I make this decision, it's all gone tomorrow potentially, yeah. right? Yeah, and I get to learn. Like every day is a new learning experience and I get to meet amazing people like yourselves, like our students who are inspiring me every day and I get to learn something new from them all the time. So it's really the perfect world. That's really cool. Okay, so this is this is something we'd love to hear from all of our guests. Mm -hmm. Brianna, are you ready for this? I hope so. Brace yourself. I'm okay? braced. Okay, so you've done, you've been in the airline industry and the art industry and all sorts of industries. What's the craziest thing you've ever done that you're like, what am I doing right now in this moment as an entrepreneur? Um, as an entrepreneur, I don't know, but I would say moving my family out to Utah without any friends or family is kind of a crazy, that is crazy. a little bit of a crazy risk for that us. That is crazy, yes. Yeah, we had, my mom was living six houses down from us when we were in Southern California, so we had so much support. <laughs> you left all of that. Oh. We left it, yeah, so that was a pretty big risk. Um, I mean, I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars on inventory for things that I didn't know would sell. I've, I've made all the mistakes. I've made all the mistakes. Good. But, True entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Good. The yeah. school of hard knocks. I know. And that's, it's, it's not a forgiving teacher. But it's you not. learn and you don't do it again. And the cool thing about entrepreneurship is that you can learn from other people too, right? The people you're interviewing on your podcast, um, all kinds of other articles and websites and social media pages. You're following all these amazing entrepreneurs and you can kind of learn what not to do from the mistakes that they've made as well. So, so that's kind of neat. I'm interested in to go down that path. Yeah. Uh, what's Same. the coolest 
idea or thing that you've seen come from a student at UVU? Oh. I know it's only been a year, but. It's that moment when you're like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Yeah. Our students are so creative. Um, We've got one right now that um, I kind of have been coaching for a little bit, and she she and her sister um, are twins, and they her sister was in the floral industry and realized that there's a lot of waste that, that occurs, and it's a messy process when you're kind of creating your floral arrangements, but you just kind of, there's no good way to dispose of all the clippings and all the things that fall on the floor. And also, the floral industry is becoming more and more Instagrammable, and so they created these really cute kind of mats that tie up really easily. They're biodegradable. It makes it easy for the florists at a wedding or at a venue to do their work, clean up, protect the planet, but also have cute photo opportunities along with it because they're designed and they've got nice logos, and so they're developing a brand around supporting green disposal of green waste. So. Help me understand that. So they're mats woven out of the clippings or something? Nope. Um, you you kind of do your snipping and your clipping and you uh-huh. do your arranging and everything that falls on the floor falls onto this mat. Oh. And then you just, there's kind of drawstrings and you just wrap it up real conveniently and you can just okay. toss it into the green waste bin. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another student who started out with uh, a very simple cleaning company and he ended up turning his cleaning company into a tech platform that connects Airbnb hosts with the cleaning crews and it's synced to the schedule of when when the the, um, the visitors or the guests are going to be moving out. So it's automated um, and it's cool to see a service turn into a technology and that was actually funded by one of the programs that, that Jake's company um, has supported us called the Student Services Fund. Oh yeah, tell us more about that. Yeah, so the Student Services Fund is a, it's pretty innovative program where we have a pool of funding available, generously donated by one of our sponsors. We love CB Vol, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> we do. This idea is so cool though, because it's very cool. Brianna came and talked to me about it and she was like, because I, I, I said, how, how can we help UVU? You know, we want to support the local schools. And so I've been around working with all the universities in the state. And I came to Brianna and I said, how can we help? And she said, well, I have this crazy idea. Would you guys yeah. want to fund it? So, yeah, so I wow. love I love creating win-win opportunities, and um, the idea behind this is that there's student entrepreneurs who don't have a lot of cash, and there are, a lot of them are solopreneurs. There's a lot of work to be done in starting a business, and they don't necessarily have the skill sets. On the other hand, you know a little bit about that. Yeah, Just yeah, a, a thing bit. or two maybe. Yeah. So on the other hand, we have students who have skills and actually have small businesses that provide things like accounting and bookkeeping, marketing, photography, things that are helpful for an entrepreneur. And so why not provide funding to allow the student entrepreneur to hire the student service provider, give them some work experience, give them some some revenue for their business, and then they can perform a service for the student entrepreneur. And so they're both they're both winning from that. Mm. Um, and it's funded directly um, so that they can have the work done. They can hire a student to do the work that for them. Cool. Kind of fun. Um, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, and so I don't know any other university that's doing anything like that. It's it's a pretty innovative, cool, unique program. And we actually awarded two other students today with some funding. Um, one of them is going to do digital marketing, and one of them is going to do um, bookkeeping and accounting. 
So, so that's pretty exciting. I so love does your the, passion. And does your the grant go directly to the company yes. or does it go to the student that's doing the service? It goes to the company to hire the yeah, student. Yeah, and then they pay, they pay them directly. Yep. So we're not, yeah. we're not hiring the student. We're awarding cash funding to the entrepreneur and they get the process of getting a quote, making the, the, the contract, hiring them and kind of managing that work. So it's real world experience. Yeah. It's really moving the needle for them. I love that. It's yeah. a great idea. Thank you. And it's also creating opportunities for these students that are maybe yeah. not in the entrepreneurship institute, but they're yeah. like in the accounting program Absolutely. or they're in the, the you know, a software program at yes. the school. And it can be anyone. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, see, and that's why you're in this position. Brilliant. I love that, Brianna. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank well you. Well done. <laughs> we, we got another one in the works that we were talking about yesterday, mm -hmm. so we'll keep that one under wraps Oh, top secret. Yeah. Top secret. Okay. But stay tuned. <laughs> I don't Exciting want to things today, are so around the corner. <laughs> we don't want any other universities no. to steal their idea. <laughs> no. Actually, you know what? If we all if we all do cool, innovative things, then it, it helps <laughs> everyone everybody. Wins, right? Everyone sure. wins, right? We all rise with that tide. That's right. So, Well, um, okay, Brianna, this is awesome. Tell me, I mean, you've done some entrepreneurial things in your past, and you're doing it right now with mm -hmm. the students. What... The question we always like to hear the answer to is what makes you a midnight founder? Cranking away, midnight, trying to get things done, deadlines, whatever the case may be. Like what drives me or what, what qualities or do I... What keeps you up at night where you're like, I got to get this I'm, done and this is like, I got to make it happen. Honestly, it depends on the day. Yeah. I, I think like most people that you've probably interviewed and probably like yourselves will wake up 3 a.m. and just start jotting down notes of of crazy ideas that kind of come to you in your dreams Notepad, or pen. things that inspire you. I'm yes, I've got night. my Evernote on yep. my phone. Yep. Maybe Evernote will be a sponsor of the show. Who knows? <laughs> um, but Shout out to Evernote. <laughs> but there's, there's just so many things, right? I've got a list of business ideas that I haven't pursued that depending on the day or the week or the month, just some of them feel like a really good idea and I'm going to move forward on it. But then something happens and I get derailed. It's that ADD quality that a lot of entrepreneurs have. But I don't know. It's just a matter of like, what can I do that's going to make an impact that I'm going to feel good about doing every day that's going to be profitable so I can pay the bills um, and that's not going to, I'm not going to burn out on, you know. And so far right now, I mean, I, I love working for the Entrepreneurship Institute. I love being in higher education. So that is that is it right now. But then I, I wake myself up thinking about programs and, and my, my shift, sh my focus shifts from entrepreneurship to intrapreneurship in that way, because I'm not a full entrepreneur today, but I get to innovate within the safety and the confines of an existing institution. So um, it's really like, okay, I've got a limited budget. I've got limited staff. How can I make the biggest impact and support my students? What programs can I develop? What partnerships can I make? That's great. And additionally, I mean, to that that point, you're building a network that's going to be just absolutely incredible for the totally. students, for you, for, the, for yeah. the organization, for everything. Which is huge because in addition to students lacking funding, right, you know, we all know about that starving college student, they lack the network too, most of them anyway, right? Um, so whatever we can do to bring people from the community to campus so that they feel supported while they're on campus, but then after after they graduate, they also know that they have additional resources available to them. They have people that they can connect with. They have mentors. Um, they have all kinds of additional organizations that are there to support them. Uh, that's critical. That's critical to their success, whether it's for the, the concept that they're coming up with right now while they're in school or the concept they come up with 10 years from now or 20 years from now. For, for the student or, you know, young person that's starting a new business today, mm -hmm. you've seen 
thousands of business ideas. Yeah. You've heard hundreds of pitches right. or thousands of pitches. Um, what advice do you have for somebody that's starting today? Okay. I love that question because I have, I'm full of advice. So Everyone I was, get out your notebooks and pens <laughs> I know, right? at the moment. I actually, so I, I was taking notes. Um, the biggest reason why most startups fail is because not because of a bad idea, not because of a bad team, not because of lack of capital. It's because there's no market need. And a lot of times people haven't spent the time to validate that there's a market need. They haven't reached that product market fit. So I would say spend the time talking to people, <laughs> talking to humans, validating that you're solving a problem, validating that your solution is the one that's going to solve the problem and validate that your market is in fact who you think that they are. Um, so I would say that's probably the number one, like if you have, if you take nothing else away, valid, spend time validating your concept. Um, another thing that I would say is don't wait until it's perfect. Don't wait too long. If you wait until it's perfect, you've waited too long and Sometimes you need to get an MVP out or even a pre-MVP to validate to, as part of that validation process, right? So the, the quicker you can get your solution into someone's hands and test it and get feedback, the sooner you're going to get to profitability, but you're also going to invite people to contribute feedback to make the best product possible for them, for your customer. I love that you said those two things. I mean, that is... Right on. I mean, we see this at RevRoad all the time as well, right? Product market fit yeah. and then get it out in their mm -hmm. hands, get it to market, you know, yeah. and you're going to be embarrassed. And isn't that what Reed Hoffman said at LinkedIn? He said, if you're not yeah. embarrassed by your first iteration, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. And I love that. Thanks yeah. for saying that. Yeah. I can see how difficult it is though. Like I, I can just, you know, you pour your heart and soul into these ideas or this product or whatever. You're emotionally tied to yeah, it. Yeah, well, and it's like somebody's telling you you have an ugly baby yeah. or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you have to kind of put your True. ego aside a little bit. When, yeah. you're, when you're creating something for someone else, you need to be able to put your ego aside and take that feedback. Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they, they work on the product mar market fit portion and then they do send it out to market, but then... They don't want to listen don't to listen. the feedback because it's it's perfect the way I want it. Yeah. This is how I want it. And then yeah. they miss it there too. So yeah. I think there's that third step as well. And I, I yeah. just love that. Yeah. I had a student at my prior institution who was really proud of this video game that he had developed. He'd spent countless hours developing a video game. And I said, great. What kind of feedback have you gotten? Have you tested it? And he's like, no, I haven't shown anyone. I said, well, how do you know people will like it? And he's like, I just know. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. Well, maybe you should, maybe you should, you know, let someone else play it and, and give you some feedback on it. Yeah. And then and you're thinking in your mind, you're like, okay, now how am I going to help this person without yeah. crushing their dreams? But, but they need yeah. to know, you know, and, and you can't people, ask your mom, you can't have do. your, yeah, but you can't have like your family do your That's validation right. yeah. for no, you. Not right? at all. No, no. Not at all. And, and some <laughs> people just really struggle with that coachability aspect too. And like, I've, I've met with many people who come to me wanting feedback, but they don't actually want the feedback, you know, and They're you can tell. It. They're just saying that they do yeah. to kind of go through the motions. Right. And I think the ability to to solicit and to accept and to crave and to implement feedback is something that's an inherently found in successful entrepreneurs. And it's not always comfortable. It is a learnable skill. You can practice it and it's not super comfortable. But the more you get comfortable with it, the more likely you are to find success in your venture. Game changer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I found too that 
not only is getting feedback the first time really helpful, but then going back and asking, well, what else or what yeah. more can you tell me? Because sometimes that's when the best feedback comes because they've they've realized that you're not going to resist that, right. that first, you know, run of feedback that they've given you. Yeah. And we all know, I mean, our products are constantly changing. Our customers are constantly changing technology, the economy, our competitors, the market, everything changes. So you need to be able to constantly go back and revisit some of your assumptions and, and revise your processes and get innovative and try to stay ahead of all of that, which is really hard. No one's a fortune teller, but you got you to gotta talk to people and try. So Brianna, great advice. Wow. What, what other advice would you have for those that are, you know, getting into the entrepreneurship game, maybe even specifically as it pertains to investment? Yeah. So one of the, one of the first questions I get, or kind of the, the, reason why a lot of students especially will come in and talk to me is because they make the assumption that they need an investor from day one, right? They see Shark Tank and they're like, I need an investor. <laughs> Businesses cost money to get off the ground, which is true. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> a lot of times investment is not the right route to go, at least not at the beginning. In fact, most investors probably won't be interested in a lot of the early stage startups until they have some kind of traction, until they have revenue, until they've reached that product market fit that we've talked and about. And if they are, run, right? That's the <laughs> wrong investor that you want. Yeah, and and I think a lot of them also want to see that you've put your own skin in the game, that you've been able to bootstrap. So I think that sales is the one of the best ways to get funding for your business is through revenue. Oftentimes it takes a while to get there. So if you have the time, then that's great. Um, but just be aware that um, the first dollar that you take from an investor is going to be the most expensive dollar that you take because the valuation of your company pre-money is going to be pretty minimal when you're starting out. And also for an investor to take that risk on your business, they're going to want a, a large percentage of ownership of that company. So just be aware that there's different avenues to take. You can also look into getting a small business loan. You can look into friends and family. There's all kinds of other options too. But I would say as, as much as you can bootstrap your business, at least at the beginning, that's probably the way to go. Also take a kind of be honest with yourself about whether or not your company is is investable. Investors want to see that there's a high growth opportunity, that your company is scalable, and some company types are just not the right fit for an investor. So just be aware of your options that way and um, take money when you need it. Uh, take, take the right amount of money when you need it. Not too soon, not too much. Great advice. Love that. What about mentors? Uh, either like in your life in the past that have gotten you to where you're at yeah. or, or um, the value you see for students having mentors or entrepreneurs having mentors? Yeah, mentors can be found in, in many ways, um, in many different parts of your life, of course. I've been really fortunate to work with some really wonderful, talented, intelligent individuals during my time entering the entrepreneurial world uh, through One Million Cups. I've had some fabulous co-organizers. I've had a wonderful boss who also coached me through my entrepreneurial journey through several startup ideas that I had. Um, and then my mother is, is a huge inspiration and she she often checks me when I'm starting to get a little bit too crazy and too out there. She's that dose of reality that I sometimes need um, to keep me on track. And then also I would say just having wonderful relationships with a lot of the students that I've had. I, I mentioned earlier, they've been a huge source of inspiration for me. And now as they've progressed in their careers, um, they're often people that I will float ideas by and get guidance and input from. I, I have one who I actually connected with um, 
an organization out here, an accelerator out here. And she went through that process and she's done all kinds of wonderful accelerators in New York. And she's just a really impressive and inspiring young entrepreneur who is self-funded. Um, she's raising her, her seed round right now. And um, she's just learned so much about being an entrepreneur and growing a company from the ground up as a solopreneur. She's built out her team since then, but and she's won countless pitch competitions. So I often look to her when I think of what concepts I might have that I want to explore and play with. And so we kind of bounce ideas off of each other that way too. So it's cool because she started out as a student that I would mentor. And now I would consider her kind of a mentor of mine too. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. But it is, but it is so important to, to find and surround yourself with mentors and they can be everywhere. So as you're starting your business and as, as you're looking to grow and expand, you kind of need to become a people person. You need to become comfortable with networking. You need to become comfortable with, with meeting people, yeah. not for the purpose of leveraging what they have, but just to have those people and to facilitate connections between other people can be a really helpful way of growing your own network too. So Brianna, for someone that doesn't have a mentor or feels that need to go out and search for a mentor, mm -hmm. what should they do? Uh, how should they approach that? How to that? find one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, organically is kind of the best way. If there's someone in your life that you aspire to be or that you find yourself looking up to or following, maybe just offering to take them out to coffee and, and trying to learn more about them in their life and seeing how that relationship continues to develop. Um, if you're a student, maybe finding a, a faculty member, a professor that you really enjoy or that uh, takes someone else's class that you might not maybe think about, but maybe it's outside of your major, but perhaps you like their work or, or you follow their research. Um, attend, attend networking events and just seeing who you bump into. Ask a friend to go with you if you're, if you're shy or you're introverted. Um, it's, it's kind of an organic process. So it's, it's complicated, right? It's not like you're just going to go up to someone off the street and say, will you be my mentor? That's kind of <laughs> awkward and uncomfortable. But um, Make a great TV show, but that's about I it. I know. That would be a good TV show. Maybe yeah. you should create that. <laughs> Jake, what do you think? Look into that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll focus on this for now. Yeah. This is, this is enough for you guys, I yeah, think, yeah. <laughs> in addition to all the million other things you're doing. <laughs> fun. Well, that's cool. Um, great advice. Thanks for being with us, Brianne. This yeah. is so cool. If people want to know more... Me and understand your journey more, where do they find you or how do they reach out to you? So I'm at UVU. I'm the director of the Entrepreneurship Institute. They're welcome to reach out to me via email. Um, my email is bhale at uvu.edu. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm an avid user of LinkedIn. I'm on there every day. So connect with me there. Um, I'm happy to have conversations about mentors. If anyone would like that, I currently Great. mentor a few students, and they can I, just I love write, that. You heard it here, yeah. my mentor. Yeah, you, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes you got to put yourself out on a limb and do what it takes, sure. right? Yeah, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Get and, comfortable with being uncomfortable. And in a month, all of a sudden, Brianna's uh, yeah. email is different. We don't know why. <laughs> know. <laughs> Maybe I'm like in the Caribbean trying to hide from everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Thanks for for being with us today, Brianna. Yeah, thank so you so much for having. You me. have the one more thing before we. Um, jump off. You were telling me yesterday that UVU mm -hmm. is doing, uh, what is it? Networking Wednesday or what, what did oh, you call it? Oh, yeah. So Coworking Wednesday. Coworking Wednesday. Yes. So as part of our WeLift program, which is an initiative support women entrepreneurs in our community, um, we have opened up the Entrepreneurship Institute suite for anybody in the community who has any business at all wow. to come in and use our facility 
to work, to connect, to network. We have uh, breakout rooms. We have a conference room. We've got Wi-Fi. I'll even put snacks out <laughs> for anyone who and wants to And this isn't some dingy, like, this is the brand new yeah. building oh, at cool. UVU. That's awesome. It is, well done. It is a really gorgeous space. And um, we just need people in it, and you know, hanging out there, collaborating, sharing ideas, talking about the challenges that they're facing, sharing approaches to overcome some of those challenges. So the more people that we have in there from different backgrounds, connecting and working on their ventures, the better. And it'll be super inspirational to our students too, to be able to pop in and meet with real life business owners and and share ideas, maybe get a job or an internship, who knows. Great idea. I'm going to yeah. be there on Wednesdays. Please I'll, come, yeah. I'll show up. And He'll so be bringing the chocolate done for donuts, I'm oh, sure. Oh, good. You yeah, you're it. not allowed unless you bring donuts. Okay. Well, you got it then. <laughs> Perfect. And if I want to show up, I'll have to bring them. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that would be a great networking tool for yeah. students and even you know companies around here. And anyone's sure. welcome, right? Yeah. Anyone's welcome. Okay. Parking, I think, is just a dollar an hour. Okay. That's a small price to pay for. And where is that? Just close to the building or uh -huh. something? Yep, or? Okay. yep. We've got a parking lot just right in front. They have yeah, a cool conference parking. room and we do. All, it's an awesome space. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks and I'll be there. Yeah. And we go, yep. we get to see Brianna yeah. in person. That's right. Okay. Thanks, well, thanks again. for being with us. We Thank you so you. much for having me. See ya.